sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. God is not an armed robber who comes and invades your house uninvited. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. Jesus is a gentleman. He's very polite. He even knocks. Unlike some of you when you are coming to your parents' rooms, Jesus has the curtsy to stand behind the door of your heart and then he knocks. And he says that if you open if I will come in and I will sup with you. It means if you don't open, he doesn't force his way in, but he keeps knocking. Amen? Amen. Because he never gives up. And as he continues knocking, if you open, he doesn't just come in, but he comes in to commune with you, to have fellowship with you, and to have a lasting relationship with you. Amen. Sad to say, many of us, have opened the door before. But when we open the door, we sup with him maybe a few days, a few weeks, a few months, a few years till we come on top. A few years till we think we are more scientific or we know God more. But the tragedy about human life is that the more we develop, the more problems we have. Uh, 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 global warming which we all feel you know no matter how scientific we become there's something that brings us to our knees to know that there's a God that rules in the affairs of men amen so I'm talking about things that accompany salvation because many of us at some point in our lives especially when we were more humble gave our lives to Christ but after that there are certain things that accompany salvation, which I do not think we all have. And I pray that this morning, the Lord will enlighten us on that. Amen. Now, we also read another scripture from um, Matthew 7. And it was talking about the broad way and the narrow way. And Jesus said, there are two ways. There's a broad and a narrow way. And again, it is up to us to choose. He will never ever impose on us that I'm pushing you, be on the narrow way. No. But he encourages us to do what is right for us. Amen. So then when we look at Titus chapter 2 verse 11, it says that the grace of God, that same grace that saves us, that same grace that brings us to God, it appears to everybody. That's the first point. Amen? Amen? So the grace of God 
that brings salvation appears to everyone. And then when it appears, it teaches us something. Amen? So first of all, the grace appears to all men. Whether you are bad or you are good. No matter what you've done. No matter where you are coming from. No matter what you are before the grace of God appears to you. God loved the whole world. He didn't love some and hate some. He didn't love some in some religion and hate some. God loves us too much to leave us the way we are. Amen? So the grace of God appears to everybody, whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are fair, whether you are dark, whether you are tall, whether beyond race, creed, religion, whatever it is, God appears to all men. And then number two, he teaches us something. So the grace of God is unmerited favor. But when it appears to you, after that, it begins to teach you certain things. Can I have an amen? amen? Teaching us. What are the things the grace of God teaches us? One, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. Amen, somebody? Amen. When you deny something, it means the thing comes to you and then you say, access denied. Amen? Amen. So I remember being born again and being on Legon campus and being in the law faculty and being a child of God. But when I went to first year, I met a certain boy who used to, he was in a choir for us. Every time I was passed there, he would come down and sometimes he would say, oh, make I go throw you. And what I liked about him was that he could really sport nicely and then he would wear flip-flops. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Amen? So even though I knew God, I was thinking, this is a nice person and I can also convert him. What you call convert to take? You convert so that you can take the person. Amen? But God told me, this is not the way. Okay, I tried to convert him. I always say it's the fastest um, salvation and conversion I've ever seen. Do you want to receive God? Yes. When? Now. Shall we pray? Yes. Now. Sisters, when every brother receives so fast, it's not real. And vice versa. Amen. So he gave his life to Christ. And I asked him, do you have a Bible? He was rummaging up for it. He found his Bible. So yes, I have a Bible. So wow, this is somebody who really loves the Lord. But the next day, although the grace of God had appeared to him, the next day, it didn't teach him to deny anything. Amen? So I had to deny and deny all those types of friendships if I was willing and prepared to go far with God. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So the company you keep affects you. And if the company you keep is neutral, your Christianity will always be neutral. And if your company you keep is just morality, it will just be morality. But Christ is not just about morality. He is about salvation and he's about teaching us by the grace of God to deny ungodliness. Amen. And worldly lusts. What are lusts? Strong evil desires that drive us. 
And the Bible says we should deny it. So that boy, that girl, yes, your hormones are working. But the grace of God has appeared to you. So that you can say, access denied. No skirts coming down. Amen. Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, is the third point. Soberly and righteously. You cannot say you are born again and live anyhow. You cannot say you are born again and live the way you like. When you become born again, Jesus is the master, not your emotions, not your friends. And a lot of your friends are foolish, but you don't know. Amen. They will lead you to hell. And they will lead you astray. Turn to your friends and say, don't lead me to hell. Amen, somebody. So to live righteously, soberly and righteously. In this present world, I love the Bible though. Because some of you would have read and said, oh, it was the time it was written, Lady Reverend. But in the current world you are in. God says it's possible to live soberly. Sober means you are subdued, you are self-controlled, you have your senses around you. Sober, not on drugs. Sober, not on alcohol. Sober, not on that love portion. That doesn't make you think. Amen? The boy has lied to you. uh, Every day he said, lady, he will change. When? When? Amen? Amen. To live soberly and righteously in this present world. In this world of homosexuality. Where we are told that at six years you should choose what is your sex. And you think it's enlightenment. (laughs) Lady, it's a new dispensation. Everybody and their choice. Really? Then don't make education compulsory. Everybody and their choice. I should choose what I want to do. Don't do compulsory uh, uh, basic education. And then also, if you want to choose that, fine. But don't tell me it should be part of the curriculum in schools. To shove it down my throat. You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. When Lot was being saved from Sodom, this problem was there. And when the angels came to the town, we don't have time to read it. The men of the city, they rose up and they said, we want to sleep with these angels. The book of Genesis, oh, Lot's time. Then Lot said, oh, please don't do that. Although fornication is evil, let me even give you my daughters. It's better. They said, no way. We want the men. And that same spirit is in the world today. Amen. So, Lady Reverend, I see that I'm more inclined to girls before, but you are more inclined to food. Doesn't mean you should become a foodaholic. Excuse me. We don't just follow the dictates of the flesh. And then sometimes you are young and you go and explore things you shouldn't explore, but that should not label you. Amen, somebody. In this present world, not in the world to come, in this present world, some of you brothers and even now sisters, on your iPad, the things you are doing and the things you are watching, how can you be normal? You will not be normal. Because 
when you marry your wife, you will say she's not like that blonde girl you've been looking at criminally. Amen? Amen. But we have to live soberly and righteously in this present world. Amen. The next point. Looking for that blessed hope. Looking for that blessed hope. And the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christians today are not looking for eternity. Christians today don't think about the future. But look, things happen. If you were on the Ethiopian airline, you were even about to do a good thing. You were a UN person for environmental agency. You were going to save our planet. You were not going to do anything bad. And you were in the latest plane, 737 MAX 8. That was what you were in. And it just crashed. Where will you spend eternity? Oh, I don't believe in life after death. Really? Then you are a goat. Because when goats die, after that, there's no life. In fact, my husband's lecturer in anatomy, the first day they went to the anatomy place, said that if we die and it's the end, then even goats are better because when they die, they can be eaten by you. What's your use after death? Looking for that blessed hope. It is a blessed hope. If you have responded to that grace. If you have given your life to Christ. But if you haven't, then it's not a blessed hope. It's a time to be scary, scared. And it's a time for your bladder to just wet your whole pants. Because you will stand before God. And when you are going, you usually don't go in groups. When you stand before God, it doesn't say, so who are the people you were hanging out with? So, oh. Hillary, Marilyn, come, let's go. It's not like that. Even Adam and Eve, God gave them separate judgments. How much more you? So it's not about friendship. Looking for that blessed hope. It is something we should look for. It's not something we should just be living, oh, there's nothing to do. That is why you live your life the way you do. You don't have a name. Your only aim is academic. Your only aim is to have more degrees than the thermometer. That is your aim. But beyond that, there's a blessed hope. Look at the world. Look at the devastation. Look at the betrayal. Look at the wars. Look at the tragedies. How can you not hope for a better place than this? Amen. Look at the broken homes. Looking for that blessed hope. And the glorious appearing. God's appearing is not supposed to make you wet your pants. It's supposed to make you say, oh, Maranatha, come quickly, Jesus. But many of us can't say that. We are not even looking for any hope. And we don't see him coming. But I pray that today the grace of God will teach you to live for eternity. To live like there's a life after here. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. But after that, it's not discussion. After that, it's judgment. Whether you believe it or not, it is real. People have had NDEs, near-death experiences. And they've been documented even on BBC. They call it paranormal, paradeta. Whatever you do, God's word reigns. Amen. Amen. And not only that, the historic things on earth 
convince me about the validity of my Bible. The Bible says in Isaiah, in six days a nation shall be born. In fact, it says, shall a nation be born in six days? On the 14th of May, 1948, the Jewish nation was born. And the world calls it the six-day war. But the Bible knows that a nation would be born in six days. Amen. It says men shall be lovers of themselves. Men shall give up natural affection. So all these things happening, God knew. Some of you say, why didn't he stop it? Because he made you in his image with free will. God is not a slave master to enslave you. Amen, somebody. So the grace of God teaches us to look for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Amen. God gave himself for you, not so that you will live anyhow, but so that he may purify unto himself a peculiar person, a peculiar people. That is what it means to be set apart. It means to walk on the narrow road. It's not about democracy. The whole nation voted that Jesus should die. It was a democratic vote, but it didn't mean it was right. Majority is not always right. And if you want to serve God, you will be peculiar. You will be queer, and you will not be accepted by the world. I love Jesus because it's not like your boyfriend who tells you lies. He tells you, the road is narrow, choose it. The gate is small, choose it. But there's another broad road and wide, and there are more people on it than on the narrow road. But I counsel you, choose the narrow road. Amen. You will be peculiar in the way you speak. The things you talk about. Your desires. The things you think about. The type of friends you have. And people will laugh at you. By the end of the day, you will have the last laugh. Amen. I remember when my husband came to visit me. And all my siblings at the time were not born again. Now they are born again and overborn again. And they are even pastors. God answers prayer. Amen. Amen. And um, my sister said to me, oh, because he was sleeping in my sister's home and I was with my parents, so I would just walk across. My sister said to me, oh, but are you going in the night? I went to see my beloved. We chat. I was going. So, oh, won't you sleep here tonight? Are you going? I said, yes, I'm going. I didn't even understand where it was coming from, but the world thinks differently. Yeah. Amen. And then when I got home, my brother said, hey, so you've come, but uh, so you and your beloved, what do you do? I said, oh, we don't do anything. We are the temple of the living God. We will do things when we marry. <laughs> Amen. And my brother said to me, then the relationship is useless. In no day here. The relationship in no day here, it is useless. If you are not doing anything. Yes, I look like a queer, peculiar person. But today, they honor me and they say, wow, thank God for your life. Thank God that you touched us. Thank God that you exemplified Christ to us. A peculiar person. In the university, we were not popular. Peculiar. Peculiar. These people. people. Look at them. They think they are the only ones going to heaven. We don't think we know. 
Amen. When you go out there, when you leave these walls, when you go to the Americas and the UKs and the Scandinavian countries, wherever you are going, can you stand to be counted and will you still be a peculiar person? He has called you to be peculiar. He has called you to be set apart. But before he does that, he gives you the necessary grace to live the kind of life he's calling you to. Amen. I've got three minutes. Zealous of good works. You don't just get born again and then you are waiting to go to heaven. You are supposed to exhibit some good works. You are supposed to work for God. Do something. Change lives. Show the love of God. But you see, the love of God, when it comes to a certain point, everybody can show it. No matter your religion, you can show love to flood victims. You can show love to the New Zealand uh, terrorist attack people. You can show that love. All that is good. But there's a certain good work of telling others about Jesus. Changing lives. Because if you have something good and you keep it to yourself, what good is it? And then also, if Christ comes to live in you, the Bible says in Galatians 5.22, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, self-control. So if Jesus comes to live in you, he makes you zealous, not just you are there and good works will come by osmosis. No. You become zealous. You exert energy. You exert effort to grow in Christ. Amen, somebody? But you, all your effort is exerted in the wrong places. Worldly music, yes. Uh, 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 there's a song I hear every shop I go to, whether you go, na 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 na, your body, da, 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 everywhere. Whether it's America, whether it's Ghana, I'm sure some of you know it. <laughs> what song is that? The what? Shape of You. Uh huh. Ah, everywhere I go, America, Ghana, UK, every shop is playing. And your body, I said, oh, there's more to me than my body. I'm a spirit man. Amen. Zealous for good works. So you must work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You must work out knowing God better. You must work out a deeper walk with him. You must work out your sanctification. Yes, as you walk like a toddler, you may stumble sometimes, but get up, clean yourself with the blood and continue walking. Amen, somebody. You must do the, the, the good works, but with zeal. See, some of you, you have zeal to eat, but not zeal to feed your spirit. You feed your spirit a cold snack once a month. That's for your body, three stodgy meals with in-betweens every day. Where well, you are not going anywhere to happen. Amen. Amen. You say, I mean, me, I just want to stay in my corner and know God. There's nothing like that. If coals burn together, the fire glows. If one coal is taking out, you go out. So your fellowship is also very important. Amen. Amen. And I'm praying that as the grace of God appears to you this morning, you will respond to that grace. Some of you will have to rededicate your lives and become peculiar because your friends are watching you. <laughs> hey, you two, you are one of them. When they called you, then you went for it. <laughs> so, oh, that boy will see me. Because of that boy, you are going to hell. <laughs> Deliverance. 
because of that girl. So I have a reputation in school. If I go, they'll think I'm chicken. If you are chicken for Christ, he makes you a lion. Amen. So this morning, I want to encourage you. Give your life to Christ again. And let these things that the grace of God brings open your heart to receive it in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, please. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender all. To him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence day. I surrender all. I surrender. Oh. Surrender your life to him this morning. Oh, let him come in and be the Lord and the master of your life. He doesn't come to destroy your life. He comes to build it. This morning, Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. If you will respond, he will come in. You want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I'm not sure. Whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. Lady Reverend, I want to be sure. Lady Reverend, I need to rededicate my life. And to start all over again. You are like that here this morning. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Forget about who is on your left. Forget about who is on your right. It's a personal decision. Let your hand go right up. Lady Reverend, I need prayer. me and mean it with all your heart. Jesus is love. He doesn't condemn you. He loves you. And his, his grace is appearing to you. Just say after me and mean it with your whole heart. Dear Jesus, this morning I come to you just as I am. Jesus, take my life and come into my life. And be the Lord 
and the master of my life. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising from the dead so that I may have eternal life. And thank you that by this prayer, thank you that by this prayer, I've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you that by this prayer, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. May the grace of God help me to walk this walk and live this life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I lift up your children before you. May the grace of God keep them. Deliver them from Satan and from all the distractions and evils of this present world. Keep them by your power. Cause them to grow and to be rooted in you. And because of them, let the kingdom of God march forward. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we give a hand? Can I have the books? Can I have the books? Please, I'll give you some books, then you can go to your seat. Sorry, can you distribute for me? One each. God bless you. Read it. It will help you to walk with God and to know what next. There are more, more, more. More. Please share among yourselves. Don't go without a book, please. Don't go without a book. More books here if you don't have. Any more? Anybody doesn't have? God bless you. Yes. Well, everybody's going to get a copy anyway. But the first copy goes to the new converts. God bless you and establish you in him. Amen. Please take your seat. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you. Thank you.